friends, thank you for tuning in to Intermittent Philosophy, the podcast where we are going to talk about all of the hard things that people don't want to talk about. I am going to open up some doors that maybe you wanted to close in your thoughts or your feelings. My mission, the legacy that I want to leave behind is to get people thinking, to get people feeling authentic and feeling fulfilled with their life. So hang out with me, Sammy Joe, as we get into this episode of Intermittent Philosophy. Today, I am excited to share with you guys what was my biggest takeaway from Korea when it comes to my biggest positive takeaway and my biggest negative takeaway. For those of you who don't know me, Me and my husband, we went away in December for three weeks to Korea. I absolutely love Asian cultures and it's a huge bucket list thing for me to go to as many Asian countries as possible in the next little while. Also, Korea has a little bit of a soft spot in my heart because I actually know people from Korea so it was nice to know that when we went there we would be able to meet up with some people to dig even deeper into how it is to live in that country when you're a local. Anytime I travel I get very grateful for the opportunity to travel so I always make it my mission that when I'm gone, it's not just fun and games. I always want to ensure that I'm taking something back with me that I can share with my loved ones, my clients, you guys listening to this podcast. So I want to go to a lot of different cultures and learn the things that they are doing that are really awesome and also just reflect. So it's not just about paying attention to the cultural norms or differences. I also want to pay attention to how these things make me feel because our feelings are very much so conditioned into us from our society, remembering that society doesn't just mean the great big society, but also our home life, our friend life, that sort of thing. So it's really fun for me and super important to me to ensure that I'm always taking that into consideration when I travel. So Korea had many, many amazing things about it. It was my favorite place so far that I've ever traveled to. And I've, I've been around the block when it comes to travel, but I just felt like in Korea, it felt like home to me. And I don't know how to explain that very well without sounding like a total weirdo, but just the way people acted and, you know, fashion there or interest there. So that was really neat to me. But the, the biggest thing that I liked the most when I think about it was also the thing that I ended up liking the least. So in Korea, the service industry was the easy thing for me to point out, okay, this is what I like the most. Same with Corey, my husband, he definitely loved the service industry. But then when I started thinking about it, the service industry is actually what I like the least because it's what brought out the biggest discomfort in me. So when 
eating out in Korea, that's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about the service industry. It's set up and it is so friggin' efficient. When you order food in Korea, you will get the bill before you even get your food. I don't know about you guys, but there have been times eating out in Canada and either the place is really slammed or maybe the waiter or waitress just isn't paying as much attention as you would prefer. And it can get to be a little bit frustrating, especially if you have somewhere to go right after you eat. So it was awesome that that was taken away. Side note, I am a little bit of a time freak. And so when things can run smoothly, so I don't have to be waiting on others or dependent on others for me to be places at a time that I've said I'm going to be, that is pretty awesome to me. I know my time crunch is a little bit of a limiting factor, so I'm working on it. I definitely am. But it was really nice that in Korea, like I said, that was just, that was taken out of the picture. And the way the tables themselves are set up in Korea, it's so smart. So in Canada, generally, when I go to a restaurant, you know, there'll be napkins set up and my color will be there. Hopefully the color will be there, but we've all had times when the color is not there. But in Korea, the color is like never on the table. And at first, me and my husband were really confused until somebody showed us that there's drawers on every, sorry, not on, with every table in Korea, there's drawers and that's where your calorie is, your napkins are, there might even be some spices there. So everything that you would possibly need is in that drawer on your table. Now this is so smart for several different reasons. First of all, I used to be a server, so I know that sometimes cleaning off the table, setting up the table, if, if you're slammed, it's actually a little bit annoying. People are waiting for that table. You're really rushed. You gotta get it done. And if you don't have something on the table, people get mad. And I know I've been those people who have gotten mad when something isn't on my table. So this takes that out of the picture. So turnaround times for tables is really fast. Once again, the service industry in Korea is set up to be super efficient. And now another thing is as a customer, Let's say that I'm clumsy and I drop my utensils or something is missing from my table. This way, as the customer, I have full control over that, which once again, it feels really nice to not rely on somebody else for when I want something straight away. And both of these things make it so fast, so easy. You're having a great time. And another tool that helps with the efficiency of the service industry in Korea is the call button, which I really disliked, but I quickly learned that what I disliked even more was when there was no call button and I was literally expected to yell for service. So what the call button is, is in Korea, it's, it's not the same as in Canada and you know the States and a lot of European places, where you go to your table, you look at the menu, you wait a little bit and you're expecting a server to come and ask you for your order. If you go to Korea and you're expecting that to happen, you're probably gonna be sitting there all night and it's not gonna happen. There were a couple times, especially when Corey and I first got there and didn't understand the service culture where the servers totally 
saved our butts and did come talk to us, but then we learned the custom and the culture. So in Korea, you look at your your menu and when you're ready, you hit the button. So nobody is gonna come into to your table until you hit that button. And then they will come, they will take your order, and that's kind of how the whole situation plays out. You ring the bell, they come. And I I felt I didn't like that because in Canada, we, we don't do that, right? We're almost taught that that's rude or, you know, snapping your fingers for a waiter, that would never happen, right? You wait until the waiter comes or the server comes, waitress comes, however you want to say it, but you wait, they come. So pretty much what we're taught is that my wants and needs, I'm going to rely on somebody else to read my mind and come when I want. And once again, we've all been here where they don't come when we want and we get a little bit of annoyed because we're expecting them to read our minds. But how dare we actually speak out for what we want, which was the thing that made me so uncomfortable in Korea. But I, I kind of got okay with it where, okay, I hit this button. I'm not, I'm not annoying to them. I'm not being rude to them. This is how it works. But then going to a restaurant where there's no call button and nobody is going to come to me until I actually verbally have to ask for it, knowing that a lot of restaurants, they're not loud like they are in Canada, but there's some noise and, and maybe the server's really far back. So I might actually have to raise my voice and be vocal that I want somebody to come. To, to my rescue, essentially, or that I'm vocalizing very loudly that I want something, which is so, so something we are not taught in Canada. At a restaurant, maybe we'll, we'll snap or make, uh, sorry, snap our fingers or make eye contact with someone, letting them know, okay, I want to order something else or I would like something different. But to in Canada, if you yelled at a restaurant that you wanted your server to come to your table, you would get so many looks of death. The shame that we would be feeling because it's out of the normal here, it, it would just eat you alive, right? I know for me, it, it did sometimes eat me alive, even in Korea, which I thought was so interesting that I was so taken aback by this, yet Koreans, where they are taught that this is the norm, it comes naturally to them, right? They even, our Korean friend, you know, it's kind of like funny that Corey and I are so hesitant where, oh no, we'll just wait, or no, it's okay. If we want something, we actually don't want it bad enough that we're gonna yell because we are too uncomfortable. Knowing that if I piss somebody off in this situation, probably never going to see them again in my life because they live in a totally different country on the different side of the world, yet I am so uncomfortable to do this. So it got me thinking about communication in our society and the fact that we're not always so willing to be vocal with our wants and our needs. Something as simple as wanting to order food could stir up that emotion in me and when we have these feelings of thought or shame and I I even you know thought should I share this with you guys does it make me sound weird maybe I'm the only one that would feel that way but then I realized that I'm not the only person who would feel that way because once again we are conditioned to have these thoughts and beliefs so put yourself in those shoes if you went to a restaurant and nobody was gonna come until you yelled at them to come and help you, 
How would that make you feel? And if that makes you feel uncomfortable, how do you portray this in your personal life? And when I when I thought about that and that boiled down for me, it was a huge eye-opener and the biggest takeaway and learning lesson I'm going to have from Korea from the fact that the service industry, I liked it, but I also didn't like it, is the fact that I and we need to be more open with our wants and our needs. When we are just waiting for people to read our minds and to come take our order when we're ready, although that other person has many people they have to look after, we are setting that person up for failure and ourselves. We are fully capable, we are fully worthy and deserving of expressing the things that we want and need in our life. And when we do that, the best thing is that the people who we are interacting with think relationships, we are setting those other people up to actually have a fighting chance in having a positive response from us. But when we just wait, when we're expecting our partner or our friend to do something for us because somehow they're going to magically read our minds, that's just a crappy situation for both of us. It's It might be a little bit weird to think, okay, how did we get here from the service industry? But once again, it all boils down to us being willing to vocalize loudly what we want and stop setting people up to fail because we're waiting for them to read our minds. Obviously, there were other things that I loved in Korea and there were other things that maybe weren't my favorite, like the cold. I had no idea that it was actually going to be so cold in Korea that sea breeze kind of threw me off compared to what the weather app said. But I'm really happy that I got to experience the service industry, take my time, and understand why I felt uncomfortable in a certain situation so that now I can move forward and take that limitation from my life, knowing that when we work on a limitation, it doesn't mean that, oh, because I'm working on this, automatically it's going to go away and it's never going to pop up again. No, that's not how it works. But now I can understand that when frustration comes up or miscommunication happens, where it's coming from in me and how I can change that differently to be a more positive situation for both myself and the person who is in this communication conundrum with me. If you guys have any questions, comments, or concerns, please let me know. Also, I would love to hear where your biggest learning lesson has been from in any travels that you have had. I love learning about different cultures, different ways of being. So if you guys could share that with me, I would be so grateful. You can always reach me on social media, Facebook and Instagram at Lifestyle Rising. You can email me if that's better. My email address is sj at lifestylerising.com. Also, if you are interested in any of the things that I offer, getting to know me a little bit better, you can head on over to my website, www.lifestylerising.com, and I will see you guys on the next episode. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Intermittent Philosophy. I'll be hopping back with another episode soon, but in the meantime, please don't forget to keep thinking interrupt your everyday patterns 
yes, our life is busy, but there are always moments where we can reflect, we can grow, and we can appreciate. Gratitude is one of the best striving forces for growth and appreciation. So try to add a little bit of philosophy intermittently into every day.